Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to promote your business. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Jennifer Witter is author of The Little Book of Big PR, 100 Quick Tips to Get Your Small Business Noticed. And she's also the chief executive of the Borland Group. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Veronica. It's great to be on your show. Great to have you. So, Jennifer, many wealthy millennials and wealthy folks in general may want to start their own business, and promotion is key to developing that business. So I asked you for a few tips on how to do that. And the first one you had shared with me is you need to develop your brand. What do you mean? by that? Well, first and foremost, before you do anything when you're thinking about starting a business is that you have to think about what your brand is. And that basically is who you are, what you are, what do you bring to the table. And I'll give you a very quick example of how important knowing your brand is. I was watching a reality show about a week ago, and there is a young woman who's a millennial who's, you know, relatively affluent who wanted to start her own business, and she was introduced to an investor in New York who, by the way, I happen to know. Mm -hmm. Very sweet guy, one of the nicest people on the planet. Anyway, he asked her, what is your brand? And she babbled. And she babbled. And this investor looked at her, and you could see that he was losing patience, and he wasn't happy. And she lost out on that opportunity. So before you go out there and meet with investors or potential clients, you need to be able to succinctly say what your brand is in two to three sentences that will enable you to communicate and articulate how you fit into the picture, how you break the mold, and why people should be interested in moving forward with you. I love that. So it sounds like you might need to do some hard thinking because those aren't necessarily answers that may come to the top of people's minds right away. So you have to do your homework on that. Now, Absolutely. You, you also said to know your audience. And that sounds so basic, but with many of my clients, I put together a PR program for them. And one of the critical things that I put in this program is, who is your audience? And we really discuss it out. And it's like, is it the C-suite? Is it the the next level below? You need to know who your decision makers are. What are they interested in? What are, you know, their needs, their interests? You know, this will help you to create an outreach program that they will hear, will be attracted to, and pull them into your new business and service. That sounds like a good point. You should target them where it matters. Now, tell us about the importance of media and social media. Very quickly, with media relations, everybody wants to get into, you know, the Wall Street Journal Mm -hmm. podcast or the newspaper. But it really isn't where you want to be. It's where your influencers are reading. So if it's the Wall Street Journal podcast, then focus in on the podcast. You know, don't look at print. Don't look at network TV. You really have to check your ego and say, okay, I'm not doing it to promote myself. I'm doing it to promote my brand and get in front of the media vehicle that my audience is much influenced by. The other thing very quickly is that in order to get into the media outlet, you need to know who the reporter is. And I can't stress this enough. Research the reporters. I've been hearing this since I started my career in public relations 
30 years ago, reporters often get pitched on areas that are not the areas that they target. I can just pitching, that. Like, you, I know you can appreciate that. <laughs> but if you're like a cosmetics company, you're starting something like that, and you pick a random name, and that person covers the car industry, they're not going to look for you. And even though that sounds ridiculous to some people, you would be surprised at how often this happens. So research the reporter. Look on LinkedIn. Look at what they've written. Scan them. Know them. And then reach out to them. And then in terms of social media, so many entrepreneurs, and this sounds strange even today in such a social media world, who shy away from using LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest because they feel they're too busy or there's no value in it in terms of business. And I can tell you from Facebook alone, I have generated tens of thousands of dollars for my business using Facebook. From LinkedIn, from the postings I have done and the work that I have put up on Facebook, I've gotten speaking engagements. I'm speaking at the Pentagon, for example, and that directly came out of what I've been doing on LinkedIn. How neat. I know. I'm so excited about it. But truly, for the emerging entrepreneur, look at the social media tools. Just pick three of them. You don't have to be on everything. That covers your area. Focus on them, be strategic, and do it consistently, and you will get returns. That's a great tip. Um, and, and just real quickly, we've got 20 seconds left. You mentioned speaking engagements. We need to be looking out for those for ourselves as well, it sounds like. Absolutely. Get in front of your audience by speaking engagements. It highlights you as an expert, and it differentiates you from your competition. If you get nervous, start small, build your way up. And you can always join an organization like Toastmasters or some other training organization to mm-hmm. help uh, promote you, which Absolutely. I'm part of that organization. That's helped me a lot. Um, thank you so much, Jennifer. I would love for you to stick around and take our financial version of the Prowse questionnaire. Can you stay with us? Absolutely. And great. And you stay with us, too. Hi, this is Kevin Sitzemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off-Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Now it's time for PR Pro Jennifer Witter to take our financial version of the Prouse. Jennifer, are you ready? I am ready. All right, Jennifer, real quickly, what's the best financial advice you ever received? I got it from my mother, and it was uh, live beneath your means. Love that. Great, great advice. Worst financial advice you ever received? Live beneath your means. (laughs) (laughs) And very quickly, what I mean by that is that sometimes you have to break open the bank and have a little fun with your money. You're not going to take it with you. So go out there and have a little fun. Very true. Fill in the blank. Money can buy. Money can buy peace of mind. Mm, Very true. Money can't buy common sense. <laughs> That's true. I love that. If you want a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it? I would save it, part of it, and then just splurge. And I probably would take a trip around the world and go to the the places not where everybody goes, but the off-beaten uh, traps, like to Vietnam, uh, places where most people usually don't go and just have a blast. Sounds great. Lots of fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Veronica. My pleasure, too. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.